Hello everyone, this is Jonathan Boyle and welcome to the First Deal Show. Welcome to the First Deal Show with your host, Caroline with a K. On this show, we're talking about investors' first investment property. Join me for a trip down memory lane as we hear the good, bad, and ugly of that first deal. This is your host, Caroline with a K here with a very special guest, Jonathan Boyle, who is a real estate investor and co-owner of Kitchen Design Lab and Services, all of New Jersey. And he's also the host of a multifamily landlords group in East Orange, New Jersey. So welcome so much, Jonathan. Thanks for being on the show. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. So we're going to kick off with the first um, segment of my show, which is called the kiss me segment where we get to know you a little bit better. And then we go into your first deal afterwards. So the first question is what was the first album that you purchased? Oh my God. First album. Uh, I think it was when I was like 10 and it was like Eminem or something. Uh, the, uh, I, I forget it was, it was his second album. I think I forget the name of it. The M&M show. It was the, it was, no, it was the M&M show. There you go. Nice. That's a good album. Um, what was the biggest challenge that held you back from investing in real estate? Uh, my, my own self-doubt uh, because there was several deals my first year of real estate that I had that gut feeling that it would be a deal, but I never pulled the trigger and then they were gone. Yeah, and that's interesting you bring that up because a lot of guests always mention the self-doubt. And so I'm looking forward to getting to hear some of those stories and you talking about your first deal. So what is something new that you learned or did during the pandemic that others might not know about you? Uh, I got really into TikTok. Like I watched a lot of them and honestly kind of the same thing with self-doubt i didn't really post too many during the uh during the pandemic but now i'm starting to post a lot more content and slowly but surely you know creating an audience there yeah that's awesome i actually watched some of jonathan's content it's pretty good he a lot of the people will post stuff and then he's like actually this is not true (laughs) thank you yes um so what is your favorite quote? Uh, it's funny because it's not really a famous quote, but uh, someone told it to me uh, years ago, and I, it, I've kind of stuck with it. Um, Do so much work, God is forced to bless you. Mm. Wow. I like it. That's the first. I've never heard that one. Yeah, no, I, I forget who said it, but I list, I, I heard that, and then I just, you know, kind of just, you know, you, you help everyone you do as much as you can, and, like, eventually something is going to work out in your favor. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's so true. Um, it's funny because I actually met Jonathan at a local meetup here in New York, and then I 
you know, have been trying to get him on my show for the longest time and super last minute. I'm like, hey, do you have any time on Friday? And he's like, yeah, sure, let's do it. So thank you. I really appreciate you coming on like on a whim. Thank you. Uh, um, you know, right. like, I, I, I don't think I'm ever too busy. So, <laughs> you know, just ask me and I and I got you. Appreciate that. All right, so then let's dive into it. Okay, we've gotten to know you a little bit better. We know that you like some M&M. And the 402 wants to know what what is your or what was your first deal in real estate? So my first deal in real estate was a single family flip in Belleville, New Jersey. It was literally a three minute walk from my parents' house uh, at the time I was living there. Um, and it was extremely convenient for me to be able to watch the pro uh, the project pretty much daily. Um, I okay. guess, do, do you want me to go over the numbers or I don't know? Oh, absolutely. Yes. Dive okay. right in. Okay. So I, so, okay. It was a short sale. So I had no idea what I was doing. Um, all I know is that it was originally a pre-foreclosure lead, and then they called me. Uh, again, I had no idea what I was doing, but I you know, consoled the uh, owner because they were saying that they were going into foreclosure. Um, I met with them. I sat them down. I gave them a couple ideas of what their options may be, and I told them that a short sale would be the best option. So... Um, Again, didn't know what I was doing, but luckily with uh, the power of real estate, uh, you know, most people like to help. So uh, at that time, I had been an agent for about six months to a year or so. So I made enough connections that I asked, oh, who do you know knows how to do short sales? And I found someone to basically do the short sale for me. Um, again, had no idea what I was doing, but, uh, you know, just went through the steps like, okay, step one, have them sign this. Uh, form so you could talk to the bank. Okay, got it. Step two, do this. Like literally uh, just following the advice of someone who's already done it before me. And eventually the offer was accepted by the bank. And uh, I had the contract for 155000 That was the purchase price. The renovations were uh, originally 55 k but it turned to be seventy, And the ARV was uh, about 300. So what? Yeah. <laughs> so then how did you finance the purchase? Because and can you also educate the far to a little bit on short sales and how that process works? And is New Jersey a lawyer? Like it, you have it, to purchase real estate through an attorney? Uh, you don't necessarily need to purchase it through an attorney, but uh, like I would highly recommend it if that's going to be your first project, definitely get an attorney because, you know, like the, either the seller or the seller's attorney will definitely try to uh, mess with you, especially if you don't know what you're doing. But um, I'm sorry, what was the question again? <laughs> so financing for the short sale. Oh yes. So financing, to be honest, uh, like, when I got the offer accepted, they were like, okay, you need to close within three weeks. And I didn't expect it because the short sale process took almost a year. 
<laughs> so I, you know, I had a very limited uh, time to do that. But at that time, then I literally called everyone I knew over a hundred numbers, uh, spoke to them about the deal, spoke to them about the opportunity to partner with me. Because one thing I learned from another podcast, the Bigger Pockets podcast, is that uh, 50% of something is better than 100% of nothing. So I offered a partnership with most people. Uh, pretty much everyone refused, even my parents at the time. Uh, you know, and uh, lo and behold, you know, I was about a week and a half, two weeks away from closing, and still didn't have anyone. And I guess I'm gonna go back to do so much work. God is forced to bless you. Because like I swear this was a blessing just out of nowhere. So we, so like you know I still didn't know how I was gonna purchase this property. Uh, you know I thought I was just basically gonna fail or I would have to wholesale it out or something. But one of uh, my acquaintances that I helped him get uh, comparable sales for some houses that he was doing, uh, he called me out of the blue, and. Like, he was just like, oh, hey, Jonathan, how you been? You know, can you do run the comps for me for this? I'm like, okay, no problem. And then he asks me, oh, hey, by the way, do you have any projects going on? And I told him, like, oh, yeah, I actually have this property I'm going to buy, you know? And he's like, oh, do you need funding? And then, like, seriously, like, I looked around, like, wait, <laughs> is someone listening to me? <laughs> and they, so... Then uh, I was like, yeah, I mean, you know, I'm always actively looking for funding, you know, keeping my posture. <laughs> and he, he's like, oh, well, how much do you need? And then this is where I thought he was going to be like, oh, no, I can't do that. So then I was like, yeah, 155 purchase with about 55K with a Vrena, some holding costs. So let's say 23240. Yeah, 23240. He's like, oh, that's doable. And I'm like, again, I'm just like, what is this? Like, am I being pranked? Like someone put you up to this in my mind? Uh, yeah. And then uh, then he asked me, oh, when do you need to close? And that's when I thought, oh, he, there's no way he's going to find the money right away, you know, like within like a week or two. So then I told him, yeah, two weeks. And he's like, oh, oh, that, that's reasonable. I could do that. <laughs> and then I'm just like totally blown out of the water and then you know later on we discussed terms and honestly they weren't the best terms but it got me into the game so uh the terms were four points and 14 percent interest for the year and basically after everything was said and done oh by the way the arv was 300 i sold it for 335 but um the after everything was said and done, it was kind of like he was a 50-50 partner because he made about 50% total of like the, the net proceeds. Wow. But so the did it was also my it was also my fastest project ever. I was in for two months and uh you know doing the renovation and two months for the sale. So in and out in four months total. Oh, that's amazing. I, do you think that living so close helped? Oh, yeah, a thousand percent, because I was there every day. I was pretty much on my contractors, uh, you know, like 
behind trying to make sure that everything got done. So um, can let's just backtrack a little bit and talk to us about the short sale process, because you mentioned that it took over a year and kind of just define it um, for my audience. Okay, so short sale is basically when the owner of the property owes more than what the house is worth now. If I recall, the owner owed, because I think they had two different mortgages, they owed about like 550000 And in the disrepair of what the home was at the time, maybe at maximum the house was worth like two hundred. So basically they uh, agreed to the $155,000 purchase price because they saw it was in disrepair and that I would need to renovate it. Okay. And then how did they find you? Like, or did you market directly to them or what was that process? Cause you said they had reached out to you, but how did they know to call you? Yes. So, um, again, going back to doing a lot of work, uh, I, so from another real estate investor, uh, from another meetup I went to, I, I was told to, you know, target pre foreclosures, uh, basically have, a a handwritten note that basically says, you know, I would like to purchase your property or I would want to save your home. So then I wrote, you know, like, you know, it was obviously more uh, detailed than that in the note, but I basically put it on a piece of paper, rolled up the piece of paper, put a little bow on them, and then I hand delivered them to the houses. So I did that for over 100 houses the first day, 100 houses second day, so on, probably up to like a 1000 houses or so. And, you know, just so happened that um, this lady that called was in the first batch, the first 100, and kind of explained her situation. Wow. Oh, and just to, just to mention, I, I did this for towns that are that were very local to me um like belleville was my first town because i lived there and other towns nearby were the secondary towns that i uh, looked to do it at so how um did she when she had called you did she mention the letter and the bow and or say anything about it uh yeah they mentioned like hey um i see that you could help save my house and you know, I said, yes, you know, we could do our best uh, to do that. I can't guarantee anything, but, you know, we help, we, we speak to the banks on your behalf to ensure that um, you have all your options weighed and, you know, what we could do best for you. Now, unfortunately, uh, she didn't have a job, so she couldn't actually uh, refinance the, the loan or what is the word? I forget loan modification. She couldn't do a loan modification. So, uh, you know, I told her, Hey, you know, I would be more than happy to purchase your home. Um, you'll get, uh, relocation assistance, uh, from the bank and, you know, I can help you find a place that you could rent out, you know, with your family. So then after closing, she was, and then talk to us a little bit about the year long process. Like why was it so long? before you guys finally got an approval? 
Well, because banks are slow, just in general. Um, you could like you could send in all the documents. Uh, you could confirm they got it, and then like two, three weeks later, they they'll say, "Oh, we never received it. Can you resend it?" So that that's just one thing that happened. I think at at least at least once uh, in that process. Then you know they have to actually approve it. They have to send in a well. They have to send an appraiser. Then they have to approve it. Then there's negotiating with the bank because at first, if I recall, they wanted one eighty five for the property. So then I had to send in all supporting documents, saying no, I I, I can't do that. I have to do it at one fifty five, or well, no, originally I said one thirty five, and we. Uh, after maybe like two months of back and forth and mind you two months you know like they probably responded two or three times total um after that they they you know finally approved it at 155 and then the best part i i you know sarcastically love about short sales is that oh can you close in three weeks like i've seen it as bad as can you close in a week (laughs) Wow. So if you don't have all your ducks in a row, then you could be in trouble. Okay. And then were you able to help um, the woman to like relocate and find a new place? Oh, I, I helped her move furniture. Like okay. <laughs> I, I helped get the U-Haul. Uh, like I did, I did so much to help her. Like, and granted it was my first deal. So I, you know, I couldn't afford, you know, like a mover or something. I literally did it myself and I called like two friends. Wow. That's awesome though. Like I'm sure that she really appreciated you to, you know, at least get her out and relocated somewhere better than to stay in the position that she was in of losing her home and not getting any support. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, she, she was really, she was really relieved and, you know, happy that uh, at least she got some money for uh, leaving her home. So you had mentioned earlier that one of the things that held you back was your mindset. So was this before you had done this first deal that there were several opportunities that you kind of shied away from or was this after? Oh yeah, there were several opportunities because, you know, looking back at it, the, the MLS had actual deals on it back then. And I just was, too scared to submit an offer. Uh, I was too scared to reach out to hard money lenders about certain things. I was too scared to like ask so many different questions. But uh, with this short sale, now I have this woman basically relying on me and depending on what I'm doing. So I had to break out of my shell and I had to make these phone calls. I had to make it happen or you know someone would basically lose their home and then i'd feel like it's my fault so that pressure kind of pushed you to get out of your comfort zone and grow exactly so then that uh that pushed me into my you know second deal my third deal where like i had all the confidence in the world now you know like that I was right, that this is 
you know, the, this is the renovation, this is the ARV, and, you know, like, I have the capability to do this. So then what, because, you know, New Jersey is an expensive market, it's a high cost of living area, like, why did you decide, or how did you know that you'd be able to do it in such an expensive market? Well, that was the thing, um, like, I was building up my, like, my credit cards at the time, so I had about, I think, 70k in lines of credit, both personal and business, or not, not lines of credit, like, credit cards, uh, by that point, mm -hmm. and I had a little bit of money, like, not too much, but a little, about 10 grand saved up, so the way I saw it was absolute worst case I get into credit card debt because this happened to me before a few years back before that I get into some credit card debt and I either eventually pay it off or I just you know like let it go and like then I'll just live at my parents house until I could you know like rebuild it so like my parents were supportive in that in that nature that they didn't mind me still living there yeah no that's great having housing is very important <laughs> <laughs> definitely okay cool so it's it sounds like you know i was just final question i guess then is with the private money lender right you'd helped them out before and gave them some comps but I know that a lot of hard money lenders, they usually require or want to see some experience or some sort of track record. So like what gave him the confidence to invest in you, right? And give you this this money to do this project without an actual track record? Like, or was he, you know, can you talk a little bit about that partnership and, um, or go a little bit more in depth and into it? Um, I guess it's just, it wasn't necessarily my experience because I had none, but that, you know, I helped him and I seem knowledgeable with real estate as a whole. Like there's three things that every deal needs and it's time, money, and knowledge. I had a lot of time, you know, like when he, when we discussed more about the project, I let him know that I'd pretty much be there every day because I, you know, like I had the time, uh, as far as the knowledge, you know, like that was my hometown. Uh, and I lived there my whole life. Like I, I know the location it's, it, it was an ideal location because right near like a little baseball field and all this other stuff for kids. Uh, the house was a four bed, one and a half bath. So like, I, I know the demographic of who would buy the house and, I actually knew a lot of people in Belleville just in general. So, uh, and my mom was a crossing guard, so she knew like some of the township officials. So that would, uh, I thought would make it smoother for like any permits that I would need to pull and things like that. So, uh, I, you know, I kind of explained that to him and, you know, he was confident in me based off that. Not only that, but uh, at the time I had just a, uh, I believe, yeah, at the time I had just graduated from Columbia uh, University and like 
he wasn't he didn't go to school at Columbia, but he knew it was a prestigious school. So he's like, oh, he can't be that stupid. <laughs> like that 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 that's literally what he told me later when I told him I had no experience. <laughs> oh, that was an, that was another thing. He didn't even ask about my experience just because of the way I talked and the way I uh, held myself. He thought I was, you know, like I I knew a lot and I had done this before. I see. And um, what did you study at Columbia? Uh, I studied psychology with the concentration of business management. Oh, okay. So you're a good salesman. <laughs> you sold them on the table. I guess so. But, you know, it's no- nothing, uh, you know, I, 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 I hate saying that I sold someone because, like, some people think of it as, like, a negative connotation that like I conned them when really, you know, I just told them the truth. I told them everything, every question that they had, uh, you know, I answered it uh, completely and to their satisfaction. Oh yeah. Yeah. I, I was just joking. I didn't mean it in that way, you know, and I think you're absolutely right that sometimes there is a negative connotation, but in reality, you're, there's an exchange of value there, right? Like you are providing him this opportunity and then he sees the value. So you exchanged, like you brought in the time experience or the time and the knowledge. And then he came in with the money to back you because you both had that confidence in each other. Exactly. And then not only that, but, you know, I'm sure he was confident because of how much he would be making from the from the loan, <laughs> you know, for- yeah, I mean, 14 percent, four points like, wow. Yeah, like just from the purchase, uh, that was about ten grand that he made <laughs> from the four points, and from fourteen percent over a four month time span. Uh, what what's that? That would be, uh, that's like six points or something, or like five and a half. I'm I'm bad at math, but whatever. It was it was a big chunk of change basically he made like 25 grand or something after all was said and done wow that's great and, and that's off of months. four yeah i was about to say four months yeah. basically he made like you get, <laughs> yeah you can't get that kind of return investing in the stock market exactly um cool so is there any piece of advice that you could leave the 402 with like if you could go back and you know be yourself and you know i don't have um video for my podcast 402 but jonathan is very young i think we're like the same age so he got started very early and you know has um had a lot of success in the business and so i'm really impressed by him and and so i would love to hear if you have a piece of advice for the listeners, like someone that wants to get into investing or, you know, what could they do or what would you tell yourself? Um, honestly, the, the way I see it is like the, I, I always think worst case scenario and like the, when you get started, uh, you know, I don't, I don't know where most people are starting from, but at least for me, like, my absolute worst case scenario was that I would have to live with my parents even longer. Uh, you know, mind you, at the time when I got started, I was 
26, about to be 27. So, um, yeah, that was like, yeah, five years ago or so. Uh, and like the, you know, it, it's really not, it wasn't that bad when I thought about it. Worst case scenario, I have terrible credit for a couple of years and that, you know, I would have to live with my parents and pay off the debt. Like that's not too bad. Um, the other thing is that like, if you have that gut feeling that this is a deal, I, I would say, listen to it. Um, cause there's, you know, like if, if you're confident in yourself, then typically uh, you're you're right about certain things. Yeah, that's a great piece of advice. Um, and so, you know, I would love to let the 402, what are some ways that they can get in touch with you if they want to find out more about Jonathan? Like, what's the best way to reach out to you? Um, yeah, I mean, I, I have... Uh, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok. For Instagram and TikTok, it's the the real estate John Boyle. Uh, you know, all one word. Like, yeah, the real estate John J O H N Boyle B O Y L E. Um, as far as on YouTube, we have our own podcast. We haven't uh, done well. We have a YouTube and a podcast. We haven't done new episodes in the past, like since the pandemic but we're going to be starting that back up again. And that's the newbie real estate uh, investors podcast, uh, newbie, N-E-W-B-I-E, you know, real estate investors. And you'll, you, yeah, you'll find us there pretty easily. Um, and yeah, if you want my email, it's john, J-O-H-N, at boyleventuregroup.com, uh, all one word, B-O-Y-L-E, v-e-n-t-u-r-e group.com uh i like to say i'm an open book i'm more than happy to help with any way shape or form i can um i know now i'm working on depending on the time somewhere between like four to eight projects at a time so uh you know i could give some good tips and advice on what whatever you need I'm pretty sure I've seen most things at this point. Yeah, thanks. And I know you had mentioned that you're, you and your some of your partners are working on doing a meetup. Oh yes, of course. Uh, so that uh, our first meetup is going to be on May nineteenth, and that's going to be the multifamily landlords uh, meetup group. We're going to be, you know, obviously we're going to be on meetup.com. Uh, so that'll be hosted. I think we're going to start it at 6.30 on May 19th, and it will be at Jersey Gourmet in East Orange. Uh, there's plenty of parking there, so if you want to come by, uh, we'll, like, oh, I forgot to mention, like, we're we still we're still going to have, like, a fix and flip division and, you know, like, things like that, but we're looking to focus our efforts now into larger multifamily, like, apartment syndications, so that's why we're starting this meetup because there's not that many in the space here in Northern New Jersey. Awesome. Well, thanks so much, Jonathan, for coming on the show. I really appreciate you taking the time. Yeah. Thank you, Caroline. I appreciate it too. And that's all folks. 402. Did you learn something or take away a golden nugget? Then I'd love it if you would share this episode with a friend. 
And I'd really also like to talk to you about real estate on Instagram or LinkedIn. So follow me at First Deal Show. If you know someone that has an amazing first deal story, or you just want to give us the dirt on your first deal, shoot me an email at firstdealshow at gmail.com and let's get you on the show. 402, thank you so much for listening. I love all of you and I will see you next Friday. Bye.